G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Things aren't quite going our way. The easiest thing of all is to play the victim. Oh, woe is me. And some people spend far too much of their lives being the victim. That hurts. Turns out that no matter what it is that's not going our way, you and I, we don't have to be the victim anymore. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again today as we're going to take another look at the pain in your life from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called Dealing with Difficult People. And I'd love to send you a free copy to help you find healing in some of your most difficult relationships. We've been talking over the course of this week and last week too about pain relief for the soul and a lot of it has to do with our own immaturity. We we come at things like a child with selfishness or stubbornness or seeking recognition of people and then we wonder why things hurt so much, why we're so disappointed, why there's so many arguments and strife and, and conflict. So this week in particular, we've been talking about those things and what God has to say about growing up. For some of us, in some areas of our lives, we just need to do some growing up. And when we do that growing up, well, I have to tell you, a lot of the pain goes away. Sometimes, though, the world throws things at us that are way beyond our ability to cope. The death of a loved one, deep rejection, divorce perhaps, maybe a sickness or an accident or something really big. And man, it just hurts. Sometimes people plot against us. They, they turn against us and reject us. And, well, you know the things that have happened in your life. And we can end up feeling like, like a victim. Like we're on the receiving end of things that aren't our fault and it's not fair. And, and now I'm the victim. Sadly, whether it's as a result of one of the really big things in life or an accumulation of a lot of little things, many, many people live their lives as perpetual victims. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Good people sometimes die young or suffer from illness. Good people are sometimes betrayed by their wives or their husbands. Good people sometimes lose their jobs and suffer financially. Good people sometimes watch their children die. Good people are so often innocent victims of war and strife and greed. There are almost 7 billion people living on this planet today. And fully two-thirds of them don't have the basics of sufficient food or housing or clean drinking water or safety and security that they need just to live life. In fact, there are many, many more people listening to this radio program right now today around the world who fall into that category than those who have enough of all of those things. And so whether it's looking at it from a global scale like that or just looking at our own particular little area of pain and suffering that we may be going through right at this moment, sometimes we rock back and we ask God, God, what are you thinking? Why do you let this go on? It feels as though God doesn't care and it feels as though we're victims in all this. My hunch is there are a lot of people today who relate to what I'm talking about 
Maybe you're one of them and you're wondering, does God really have a heart for the weak and the downtrodden or do they need to live the rest of their lives as victims? There was a time when God was speaking to his people Israel through the prophet Ezekiel. Have a listen. It comes from Ezekiel chapter 34, beginning at verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me, writes Ezekiel, mortal, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, are you shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves? Should not the shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fatlings, you do not feed the sheep. You have not strengthened the weak, you have not healed the sick, you have not bound up the injured, you have not brought back the strayed, you have not sought the lost, but with force and harshness you have ruled over them. So they were scattered, because there was no shepherd, and scattered they became food for all the wild animals." Seems that God wasn't pleased with the shepherds, the leaders of Israel, who were making victims out of common, ordinary people through their own misdeeds. Well, in a sense, words are cheap. Question is, was God prepared to do anything about it? Let's keep reading from Ezekiel chapter 34, beginning at verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep, I will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they're among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out of the peoples and gather them from the countries and I'll bring them into their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pastures and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on the rich pasture in the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them to lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, I shall judge between the sheep and the sheep, between the rams and the goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pastures, but you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture? When you drink of clear water, must you foul the rest with your feet? And so God goes on to talk about what he is going to do for his people. It doesn't require a huge amount of explanation, does it? God is a God who so loves his people. God is a God who has this this amazing heart for those who love him, who are downtrodden, who don't have enough, who aren't safe. God is a God who loves his people, who rails against injustice and who will act to shepherd his people. Friend, whatever you are going through at the moment, whatever injustice, whatever pain, whatever that thing is that makes you feel that you are the victim, it hasn't escaped God's attention. And his heart is very much for those who are weak. His heart is to reach out, to seek you out and to save you. And you know what? As you've heard his word for you today, that's exactly what he's been doing.
He's come for you through his word today. And it is for this reason that God sent us his son. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. When Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Friend, Jesus came for you just as much as he came for anyone else. He came not as some powerful king, but as a carpenter's son. Not with great riches according to the world's measure, but with the riches of heaven to pour out on you and me and anyone else who will place their trust in him. Jesus came to set the captives free. And sometimes that means a change in our circumstances, but sometimes it doesn't. It always, always, though, means a change in who we are. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening to us, no matter how unfair it seems, this same Jesus suffered and died for each one of us on the cross. He knows how it feels. He came to give us peace and joy and strength right here in the middle of it all the sort of peace that can't be put into words. If pain relief for the soul is what you're looking for, then there's only one place, only one place that I've discovered so far to find that, and that place is Jesus. He came to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He came for you. More often than not, the pain we experience in life comes through our relationships. It's not easy being in a relationship with imperfect people, especially given how flawed we ourselves can be. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet. It's called Dealing with Difficult People. And with the questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your relationships. Because His Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that God will help you find healing in some of your most difficult relationships through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.